The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, it's Watt Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Uh, it's a lovely Thursday. In fact, it's, you know, it's done nothing but rain in Houston about the last two weeks. I mean, we usually, um, which is odd because we usually go, I think, from a eh, good part of the year without rain. It's mostly just a lot of heat, but we're getting a lot of the, I think, aftermath of the tropical storm still, and I won't complain too much, because at least I get to walk, you know, go outside and walk at work without uh, having to, um, what's it called, take a shower or whatever, at least it feels like it, but anyways, guys, another week in a college football ahead of us, there's a game tonight, ACC matchup pretty big one but let's start off with Pitt in Central Florida uh, Pitt's playing the defending national champions you know obviously we know Bama won a national championship but you can say that you can make the argument that Central Florida can uh, claim it as well because well they finished undefeated you know and uh, they had a hell of a run but unfortunately, the way the—I mean, the way the uh, the way the format's set up in college football now, pretty much any teams outside of the Group of Five really don't have a chance of ever competing for a national title. As if they didn't, as if they never had one before. I think they have a better chance. With the BCS format. But I don't think they're ever going to win one or have a chance to compete for one. But they, you know, you never know. They might. I think if they expand the field to eight teams, and I say, you know, I have at least one group of five team in it, or, you know, outside a group of five, whatever you call it, that'd be more sensible. But they love this, this four team format. And I'm sure they're going to, uh, I'm sure they're going to expand it because, you know, this past national title, we saw two SEC, SEC teams play for it, which is not the first time that's happened. We had Alabama LSU playing for national title a few years back, which is why we had the playoff format, because people obviously weren't happy that, um, you know, they weren't, you know, that this happened. The Big Ten, obviously, one season was trying to get a high state in Michigan to play for a national title again because that's, that's how they felt. So the Big Ten wasn't, wasn't really complaining if that you know if that was going to happen. They were going to embrace that, you know, having two, having two teams on national championship. You know, that's bragging rights. But when the SEC, but when it happened, but when it happened for the SEC, then all of a sudden the Big Ten wanted to go to the playoff format. Not to mention their conference started to fall apart. But in terms of Central Florida for Pitt, 
This team obviously is going to be similar to North Carolina. Only difference is this team has got a wealth of players back. And they have them, even without Scott Frost gone, and he's obviously getting his ass kicked in Nebraska. Central Florida hasn't missed a beat. Not at all. They're still at it. And they're still go. What the? Come on, man. So, obviously, some person just uh, hit into my car. And he almost ran at somebody. I was looking to move up the line. But, of course, this person, I guess, was trying to cut in front of me. This is what happens when you try to be fucking nice to people. Excuse my language, people. Alright, now let's see if I can move up now. But obviously, back to what I was talking about. This team ain't going to screw around with Pitt. They're a team with nothing to lose. Although North Carolina had nothing to lose either. And they had a whole bunch of guys suspended. And, you know, they didn't play around with Pitt either. Not one bit. So, as far as Pitt goes, I'm not sure what they can do. I don't like their chances in this game at all. After what I saw in North Carolina, even if they refocused, I'm still not sure. I'm still not optimistic that, uh, you know, it's a bad day today for Nissan Altima's on the road. The guy, the person who sent me was a, was a Nissan Altima driver, and this person uh, almost caused another accident with a Nissan Altima driver. So, um, I'm losing my train of thought. So, yeah, I'm not sure what Pitt can do in this situation. And I, you know, I, I read, read a whole bunch of articles and some of them started to make sense. About, you know, what, what the problem is with Pitt's, you know, what's going on with Pitt in general. Especially the second half thing. And one thing that Alan, Alan, Alan Saunders, if I butcher your name, you know, if you listen, I apologize. One thing he said that was hurting Pitt was, you know, field position. Because for one thing... They have a punter who can't kick for shit, and uh, of course they're always getting stuck with bad field position, and their and their offense obviously isn't really suitable for a whole lot of stuff.
so a lot of that makes sense. And plus, not to mention, pick and run the ball a lot. It just... Pickett, obviously, still got some ways to go because, obviously, he's still staring down receivers. He's not making his reads fast enough either. He's not getting the ball fast enough out. Which would make sense because there's some plays I saw that were, you know, where you had rece- where he had receivers open. Even, uh, you know, like cause a lot of times he would check down. And if you look at the you know, replay, you'd see he had some guys open. You know, Taysier Mack was one of them, but now I guess supposedly on some, you know, from when I was reading the articles here, you know, he was staring down Mack on a lot of plays, which is obvious you want to get the ball to his hands, but teams are going to know that you're staring a guy down and they're not, they know you're going to throw to him. So, anyways. You know, defensively, obviously, Pitt loves the 4-3 base, and that's what Narduzzi likes, and obviously we're sticking with that, but, you know, some <laughs> they got to make adjustments somehow because the offenses are finding ways. Because, you know, when I used to watch the Big Ten and their offense and their defenses, especially Penn State's, and one thing I always learned with them is they're really good against uh, really inferior offenses, but if you put them up against more athletic teams where they can where they can spread you out, they always had a always had a hard time. Like uh, for instance, you know the the, the Penn State defense of Puzlesny, Connor, and them very dominant defense. But I remember. 2007 when they went to play uh, or 2000, it was 2006 they went to play Notre Dame this is when Charlie Weiss was still there Charlie, you know, Charlie obviously had a whole wealth of weapons at the time because Willingham left them some really good players Notre Dame destroyed Penn State in that game because well basically Charlie had a whole bunch of athletes on offense plus a, plus a, a veteran QB and Brady Quinn he spread out Penn State's defense and just picked them apart. And that's the thing with these, you know, with the with you know Arduzzi's Big Ten style type of defense is they'll be dominant in some aspects, but uh, you if if, uh, if teams if athletic teams, especially in the ACC, spread you out, they're gonna have a field day with you, just like we saw with North Carolina, and basically. What we're gonna see now, probably with Central Florida, because I really don't see them winning this game, and I think maybe they'll get some things right in this game, but obviously they have ways to go. And you know, I I said on paper they had they were capable of winning. Not, they were somebody win somebody win team they would probably be, but on paper they should be a nine. They're a nine ten win team. It just depends on them. And well, we could be looking at less than seventy wins the way this is going because a lot of these games that aren't really penciled victories anymore. But anyways guys, have fun on Saturday. Trying to get trying to get too drunk to drown your sorrows in that game because I just don't see it happening. But let's go the rest of the rest of the weekend.
Alright, Miami and North Carolina tonight. And um, obviously, North Carolina come off a big win against us, naturally. I think, so. I think uh, what's, what's her face is, uh, I think Miami's going to win this one. I like Miami. But, uh, I, you know, I like what North Carolina did last week. And I, you, know, we, you know, they have a lot of confidence. But I think Miami with um, with Mark Rick, they're going to take care of business and go to four and one because they're not going to. You know, they have Miami has more athletes than Pitt, more talent, and I think they're going to be able to handle what North Carolina gives them. So yeah, I like Miami in that one. I think it's I think North Carolina will give them hell, but it, it won't just won't be enough. Syracuse and Clemson. If this game was at the Dome, I would love Syracuse. Maybe at least the cover. Clemson, I think, pulls this one off. They made the decision to go with a, you know, with a, with a different quarterback, and one guy's leaving. And I guess he's a, I guess he's a senior with one year left, and somebody's, somebody on Twitter said, uh, I think it was Dokish. He said, if only if you, if only if you would come to Pitt. You know, as if we have enough freaking senior, you know, fourth-year transfers. I mean, Pitt's becoming the land of the misfit quarterbacks. Hey, your college career's a bust? Transfer here and try it again to Pitt. Because Lord knows who, I mean, who we had all of a sudden. We have Nathan Peerman, which worked out for us. Max Brown was a failure. No offense to Max. Nice guy. It just... He just wasn't that good. We now got Ricky Towns. We got Jeff George's son. So yeah, let's uh Yeah, let's let's just uh what's it called? All your transfer bust quarterbacks belong to us. But anyways, I like Syracuse in that one. Never mind. I mean, Clemson. Maybe, maybe Syracuse a cover, but Syracuse, Syracuse hasn't really been tested all you know yet. They played Florida State, but Florida State's you know, underway Taggart's t- terrible. We all saw how bad that that went over. Clemson's more of a different animal. Tennessee and Georgia. Georgia obviously will will you know, take that one. Tennessee's not going to probably win another game in the, in the SEC for a while. They're just bad. They could have had the Shiano man, but, you know, certain people have led a social media movement to get him fired all of a sudden, you know, or at least the, his contract pulled. And they used the Sandusky thing as a way of destroying him. Although, to be fair to Greg, it's not like he was, you know, complicit in that whole thing. It was more of uh, he worked there and he heard you know rumblings of it. I mean, it's amazing. How, it's amazing how they. It's amazing how these coaches had rumblings of all this and or knew had some sort of knowledge of it. But say, so, hey, you know, Jerry's back in the locker room with one of his buddy with one of his kids. Hey, uh, yeah, a Baylor at Oklahoma. Baylor's if you're betting this game. Oklahoma's getting twenty three is the tw- is a twenty three point favorite. 
Bailey usually plays them close. But I think Oklahoma pulls it off. But they, I think they cover. Texas and Kansas State. I think Texas wins, but I don't really think that um, Texas is as good as their rank, 18th ranking. Uh, TCU was a better team from top to bottom. The only problem is TCU's quarterback sucked and made a lot of really bad decisions in the pocket. And hence, that's why Texas won that game. Virginia Tech and Duke, big ACC matchup. Tech is 22nd. They're coming off a loss. I think they recovered to beat Duke. But Duke, but there's, you know, Duke could actually win this one. I mean, they're. I was hard on Duke early in the year, but they're slowly becoming that dark horse. As everybody thought they would. I, I wasn't buying the hype because last year I didn't think they were that good. Some marquee games at night. Obviously, we've got Ohio State and Penn State. It's at Penn State. Ohio State won last year, and they had a lot, you know, with with a, with a lot of senior leadership, and they were losing that game for the most part. And Penn State obviously choked that game away really bad. Uh, this time around, I like Penn. I like Penn State to win this one. Uh, Ohio State really has been tested. And they've really been, I guess, they're, they're starting, they have a starting quarterback, a new starting quarterback, and he's going to be in a hostile environment. They play at a TCU, but TCU's fan base isn't that big, and they were playing at, in Arlington with that, in that big-ass stadium. And really, that's not, it's not really that hostile environment, to be honest, if we're being honest. So I like... Um, I like Penn State in that one. I think they're going to pull that one off. Um, as long as they stick with Miles Sanders and not uh, get hard up on using Trace, forcing Trace McSorry down people's throats. And that's been the problem with a lot of Penn State's losses is they try to... Trace is all right. He hasn't been mind-blowingly good this, se- this season. He, 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 racks up a lot of st- he racks up a lot of his stats when the game is meaningless. But I like, um, and not, you know, I, but I like him this time around. Although, Penn State's defense looked really slow against the Illinois. That's the one Achilles heel of it. If Ohio State's able to establish the run early and uh, spread them out, I think it could be a long day for Penn State. But that's the thing. Ohio State needs to run, you know, get, establish the run. They get their, you know, to take some ease on their quarterback. And they're going to have to quiet that crowd down really early as well. But yeah, regardless, I still like I still like Penn State in this one. Uh Stanford Notre Dame. Notre Dame really hasn't played anybody, but they got their ranked in the top ten. God uh, maybe a pitch you just do that. Right? Change, change your name to something that you know I'm sure at, at you know at, at two and two Pitt would still be ranked if they were Notre Dame. Stanford obviously had a big test last week, and I think they're gonna, you know, I think they're gonna go and uh, take care of Notre Dame. Notre Dame really hasn't played anybody, and Stanford's a lot better than a lot of teams they played, and 
I think uh, Stanford takes care of this one because they took care of Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon had a big lead, but Stanford was able to um, take control and, of course, force a big turnover at the end for, you know, in the last of them. The only thing you think you think of is maybe they get their worn out from that game at the, you know, their name just, uh, you know, falls to the wayside. Uh, let's see, BYU-Washington, BYU 20th ranked against them like Washington. Eh. BYU obviously gives teams fits, but I like um, the Huskies in this one as well. Then there's Oregon and California. Oregon come off a disappointing loss, but I think they, they recover and they... Uh, take care of Cal. And of course, honorable mention, there's Mississippi State and Florida. Tough loss for uh, the the Joe Moorhead-Luke Getze combo last week against Kentucky. Kentucky obviously is for real this time around. I think uh, Florida handles them. In fact, you know the games of Mississippi State. I'm gonna take Mississippi State because I forgot Florida really isn't that good. I mean, they're you know they're not bad, they're not great either. All right, all right, guys. Now the rest of the ACC because we love this conference so damn much. Uh, let's see here. We got Temple and Boston College. I like BC to re- recover from that disappointing loss of Purdue to knock off Temple to go to um, four and one. Temple sucks. I'm not sure what happened to them after um, their coach left. I forget the hell his name. It's the uh, Penn State alum. Oh, Matt Rule. I'm sorry. Yeah. He comes back and... Well, he's in Baylor now, but... they've t- the, the Temple's gone on a downward spiral since he left. Which maybe shows Baylor how lucky they are to have him. But, yeah, they, they lose that game. Tech and Bowling Green, Georgia Tech... Uh, I think finally Paul Johnson gets 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 in the win column, ends that losing streak. Virginia, NC State. This is a big matchup here, big ACC matchup. Especially you know, you know, a lot's on the line here for this game. You know, basically what's on the line is who finishes second place to Clemson in the uh, in the Atlantic Division. Virginia knocked off Louisville last week. But uh, they have a bigger test with NC State, and I think this time around, NC State takes care of them. Rice and Wake Forest. Wake should win this one easily. Rice, for someone who went to the games when they won the Conference USA Championship, that team really went on a downward spiral after that and ended up firing their coach last year. And I think they kept them, personally, I think they kept them for one season too long. Recruiting really fell off, and it's just it's hard to recruit players at Rice because of you know the st- academic and everything. They get baseball, some, but somehow they get baseball players though. Don't know how they do it. Uh, Louisville and Florida State. Good lord, <laughs> this game is probably going to be one of the worst one of the worst matchups in the history of college football, or at least ACC for this year. Both these two have been on a downward spiral. Louisville was was mediocre when, when Lamar Jackson was there last year. Now they got now they're even worse uh, without him. And Florida State is really taggered, so I mean, 
If you're betting on this game, I would stay the hell away from it because you don't know how it's going to go. It's going to go either way. But, you know, for Florida State, if they want to save their season, they got to win this game. I'm sure, uh, you know, Willie Tag, you know, Willie Tagger has to realize that, uh, you know, Florida State doesn't mess with a lot of things. They, they're, 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 their trustees don't play around. I mean, they're the same group that wanted to leave the ACC for the Big 12 or at least explore the option, which was dumb. But, uh, you know, mm, I like Florida State in this one in overtime. Well, guys, that wraps up the weekend of college football from my preview. I'm still in traffic. No one's hit me again yet. Thank God. But as far as the rest of the whole thing goes, the Steelers uh, knocked off Tampa Bay on Monday night. And I wasn't surprised by it because Brian Fitzpatrick, I watched him in Houston. He's good for maybe one game, one or two games, and then he has a bunch of crappy ones. Although this one, he uh, started off really bad. But he, he, didn't, he didn't recover in the second half. He, you know, he did pretty well. But the Steelers barely held on for the victory. And, uh, the Steelers, you know, still made a case of not being, not having to pay Levy and Bell anything. And really, they, they could probably lose without him. I mean, they got guys stepping up, you know, out on offense. I mean... You know, J.J. Schuster obviously is doing some big things, and he's really he's really grown in this offense. Just, you know, despite being lit, lit as fuck, as some people complain about. But, you know, obviously his team has ways to go yet, and I'm not sure how they'll end up. I mean, the whole weekend, the whole NFL weekend was just wacky. So was college football as well. I mean, I predicted a lot of, a lot of things, and I've really struck out a lot of them. But uh, close, but you know, closing out. Obviously, with Pitt, you know, it's like Pitt, predicting Pitt football and having all these optim, op, optimism. It's like when you pick your daily fantasy lineups, and you know, you think you have a really good lineup, and then of course, when the game start, you realize that you're screwed and. Your guys aren't scoring like they're like they're supposed to, and um, that or maybe one of them at the la- one or two of them at the last minute are healthy scratches or sitting out the games. That's just pretty much daily. That's it's pretty much pit, pit athlete, you know, pit football in a nutshell. I'm not sure where you know where the season goes now. It's a tough one. And unfortunately, we're just going to take it game by game because it's all we really can do. But anyways, guys, I'm out of here. Hell to pit. Bye.